Welcome to the Ottawa Valley Sports Series podcast, your source for sport in the Ottawa Valley. My name's Noelle and I'm your host. Tune in on Tuesdays every other week as we interview local athletes, teams, coaches, sport organizations, and businesses who are continuing to empower and inspire the next generation of sport in our community. In today's episode, I will be interviewing Chris Knight, the president of the Deep River Curling and Squash Club. Nestled in the heart of Deep River, the Deep River Curling and Squash Club stands as a beacon for enthusiasts, offering an electric line blend of curling expertise and high energy squash experiences. Whether you're a seasoned curler seeking competitive evening leads or a novice eager to learn the art, this club caters to all skills and levels. From invigorating daytime sessions, perfect for skill refinement, to the thrilling rush of their Friday night curling, they've got something for everyone. Their learn to curl sessions welcome beginners, ensuring everyone can embrace the sport's excitement. But there's more. Beyond their exceptional curling offerings, the club boosts a dynamic squash program, inviting members of the community to experience the adrenaline of the game on their courts. The Deep River Curling and Squash Club not only prides themselves through sport, but also believes in the importance of fostering a sense of community, forging new friendships, and embracing the joy of athletic pursuits. Thank you so much, Chris, for coming on the Ottawa Valley Sports Series podcast today. It's an absolute pleasure to host you and delve into the rich history, incredible achievements, and the remarkable journey of the Deep River Curling and Squash Club. Thanks. Thanks, Noelle, uh, for that introduction, and I'm looking forward to uh, chatting with you about our facility. Yes, yes. And so just to start us off, could you tell us a bit about the history of the Deep River Curling and Squash Club? Well, actually, the Deep River Curling and Squash Club started in 1950 as the Deep River Curling Club. And uh, it was actually in two very old Quonset huts that were built uh, near downtown Deep River. Um, that was the curling facility until about the mid-1960s when we built the building that we're in today, which is a, a one single four-sheet curling club with uh, a lounge attached to it. Uh, in 1980, um, we added two squash courts onto the building. So we built those onto the back of our club to make it a multi-use uh, facility with four sheets of curling and two uh, squash courts. Oh, wow. That's fascinating. What, what inspired the club to offer both curling and squash? Well, our club has a long history and, and in fact... Uh, one of the things in small towns is um, is trying to combine the use of facilities, especially when you have sports uh, that are played some in the summer, some in the winter. Um, and squash seemed like uh, an ideal complementary sport to curling, although you can play it year round. So a group of local uh, uh, people who had known about squash um, started raising funds in the mid-1970s with the idea of building a squash course. And they, and they approached the curling club and asked us, would we be willing to uh, entertain building them onto the club? Uh, we thought it was a great idea, and it was. Uh, when the squash first started here in Deep River, we had over 100 members playing squash, as well as probably 250 people playing curling. Wow. The the club was uh, a buzz with both sports. So through the 80s and 90s, um, 
this was a very busy, busy club for both sports. Wow, it sounds like it. Like 100 people in squash and a, over 200 in curling. That's incredible. Right. And now how do you find uh, both of these sports complement each other within the club's community? Well, we have uh, the way we set up our membership, you, you pay one, um, you pay a membership fee and you're allowed to play both sports. Or if you only want to play one, you pay a reduced fee. So we have some members who play both sports uh, and uh, we have some members who just play one or the other. So we have a, a fee structure that allows people to um, adapt uh, to, to what their uh, you know, level of interest in either sport is. And, uh, and, so, and so that's the way it works right now. That's nice, though. You know, you're offering people if they want squash or if they want curling or both. And that's and that's really nice for the community. Right. Um, now, over the course of the years, is there a memorable moment or experience that you really feel like sticks out? Um, I guess maybe even with the squash coming on board with the curling, is there ever an event you guys threw or something that really sticks out? Well, there is one, one thing that it comes to my mind right away, and that is that um, this was a volunteer-based club. Even when we built the squash courts, a lot of the work that was done on building them was done by volunteers. Um, there was a minimum number amount of, of professional outside work required. We, we had a number of skilled people from the local uh, businesses like Atomic Energy of Canada and Ontario Hydro that donated their skills to the project of building the squash courts. The same applies to the curling facility where our ice plant, um, our ice itself is done. All of that work is done by volunteers. Uh, literally thousands of hours every year donated to keep the facility running. And the real highlight for me was in 19, 2019 when um, at the Canadian Curling Championships in Ottawa, our club was presented with a ba banner uh, naming one of our members who led uh, a bunch of these projects as the National Curling Club Volunteer of the Year. Wow. So he, uh, Bill Shorter is, is the gentleman um, that received the award, but when Bill was essentially embarrassed to receive it um, because there were so many people that worked alongside him, but Bill's been a a key builder in our club. And so we now have a banner presented to us by Curling Canada um, that, that names us as having Bill Shorter as our Canadian volunteer, National Volunteer of the Year in 2018-19. And that was, a, that was a big thrill for our membership. The, the banner that hangs in our club is the same banner that you would get if a team from your club won the national championship. So uh, in curling men's or women's so it's pretty exciting to have something like that that really exemplifies what this club is all about which is volunteerism wow that's incredible like just you know how many like you mentioned how many people get out there and volunteer and you know how noticeable it's been you know to have you know, Curling Canada do something like that for you guys and, you know what I mean, provide you with a, a really nice banner. You know, it's just, it's incredible. It was a recognition. It was at the Briar in Kingston and there were 
I would say six or 7,000 people in the stands. It was the, uh, the middle of the final game of the Briar uh, when they presented that banner to us. So yeah, it's pretty, uh, pretty, it was pretty exciting to be recognized in that way. Well, congratulations. That's incredible. And you know, that's not too far ago. Like 2019 isn't that far. <laughs> no. So congratulations. No, that's yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah. And and it's funny because I was going to ask you, your next question was kind of achievements or milestones, but this feels like a really big one for you guys. Absolutely. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm so happy for you guys. That's such an amazing achievement. Thank you. Yeah. And now you guys host various events and sessions from daytime curling to Friday night curling as well as learn to club programs. Right. How would you say um, that these offering offerings cater to different skill levels and ages in the community? Well, it yeah, th and th that's exactly what happens here. We we run programs. Uh, we have a high school program, curling program where we donate our ice for a high high school teams and high high school curlers to come out. And, and practice and play in competitions. We have a junior program and we have, we have children as young as five years old that are taking up curling. And they, they, uh, they come out and, uh, and curl on Tuesday afternoons. In fact, they'll be later this afternoon, they'll be out on the ice. And we have a set of what are called little rocks that are half the size of a regular curling stone. Those kids will be curling, that, uh, curling this afternoon with little rocks and with big rocks. But it goes the full spectrum to, Drew, we had an open house uh, about a month ago, and we had a gentleman come out and throw stones who was 96 years old. And he had curled earlier in his life, but he really wanted to come out and try it again. And uh, we came out with him and we showed him how to do stick curling, which is, which is curling where you don't have to get down low in the hack, you use a almost like a, a shuffleboard stick to uh, launch, launch the curling rocks. And uh, this gentleman, I won't name his name, but he, he's, uh, he's a member of the Order of Canada, believe it or not, and, and uh, a community member in Deep River that's been involved in many things. So it just tells you that, uh, you know, it doesn't matter what your age, um, we found ways for people to come out and curl. We have seniors curling in the morning, we have uh, adult curling in the evenings, um, and some of those adult leagues have a mix of juniors, adults, and and uh, and seniors in them. So um, we try to keep the, the facility open uh, to a wide range of people. And and so another example is this: uh, in in January, at the end of January, early February, we'll be hosting a fundraiser for the Deep River and District Hospital. So the hospital will um, ask people to make donations. We'll donate our ice uh, and we'll put on a small curling day um, where we'll probably have anywhere from 64 to 96 people come out who aren't necessarily regular curlers, but they'll come out and try the sport and help raise money to support our local hospital. Wow. So that's just an example of the kind of things we do within this club to um to help out the community. Yeah, it's great. That's amazing that you guys are doing that. I, you know, I, I hope everything goes great. I would love to hear more when it gets close so I can help, you know, promote it or post it on social just to, you know, show everybody guys what you guys are doing because it's incredible. 
Sure. Okay. Well, we'll we'll uh, we'll be in contact. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. Now, getting into you, kind of gave me a really good, you know, understanding of all the different like sessions and type of curling you offer for different ages. Now, when it comes to competitive uh, uh, athletes or teams, how do you? Um, I guess, tailor to those who are more into a recreational learning or those who want to compete? Yeah, so we, we have two types of leagues. One's a league where you can put your own team in and practice uh, for more competitive events if you want to go out of town. That happens one night a week. Uh, the other leagues we have are all, we make up the teams um, for a session of four or six weeks. Um, and, and we balance the people up with the more experienced curlers being the skips and thirds and, and newer curlers blending in as leads and seconds. So we, this is a, you know, a great way to let, no matter what your skill level, you can, you can get involved at the same time. Um, we have guys who, uh, ladies who want to, uh, curl competitively and they can, uh, practice on our ice. There's lots of practice time. Our ice ice crew is very willing to prepare the ice for people who want to practice. Um, and then these people can enter competitions that are either bond fields hosted by other local clubs or provincial events. Um, in fact, we have a team going this weekend to Perth, Ontario to curl in the Grand Masters uh, curling uh, competition, which is uh, for gentlemen over the age of 70. Oh, wow. um, so we have a team uh, entered in that provincial competition. Okay. That's exciting. Yes. Okay. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So you definitely, there is a good sense of being able to tailor, you know, you offer that competitive nature, but you also offer the recreational learning, which is great, you know, for, cause everybody, you know, everybody goes in with a different kind of goal or idea. So it's great that you offer those. Yeah, it, and it's uh, the Learn to Curl program, which I haven't really talked about yet, but the Learn to Curl program has been running here for about 10 years. We've probably put over 200 people through that program. Some years we have 25 people, some years we have 10. Um, but those people, um, we find that a lot of those people end up joining the club and we find a way to blend them into the club. So we, we give them a 10-week session where we show them all the aspects of the sport and then we 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 blend them into leagues if they want to play more um and and so that's that's worked very well that's been very successful for our club and a number of clubs in in uh, in canada now recognize that programs like learn to curl are the way to get new people into your sport we also do it for squash where we have people who will give instruction and uh and we line new new members or new people who are interested up with with people and give them a chance to um, to learn the sports. Exactly, exactly. And I and I feel like I agree with you. You know, once you give people the opportunity to learn, you know, more people will come. And it's it's like that with any sport, right? You want to be able to have the opportunity to learn if you don't know how to do something. Um, and being able to offer that for people coming in and then, you know, as they start improving, that's, and, you know, that's the, that's the fun part of it all. And then it's nice that you offer, you know, you help them kind of see where they want to go from there. That's, yeah, that's exactly true. I mean, years ago, uh, particularly curling in a lot of clubs in Canada, you had to 
basically enter as a team or you had to um, put your name in and hope that somebody would pick you up and, uh, and get you some games. But it wasn't uh, very easy to get into the sport. Okay. And so that's why programs like Learn to Curl have made a huge difference because they give people a way to understand the, the, the terminology, the etiquette of uh, the game, and then start participating in a, you know, in a fashion where they can feel like they're part of the group. Exactly. There's a lot of, a lot of camaraderie actually built up. I, I've seen some teams develop out of a Learn to Curl program uh, they people meet each other and then they say, okay, well, why don't we curl together on Monday nights and away they go. Aww. Yeah. It's a, it's, it's a very good way to get people into the sports. I love that though. I really, really do. And it's, it's nice that you guys are offering that in deep river, you know, that sense of community. Mm-hmm. And I, and I feel um, a lot of our conversation today, you know, the sense of community is a significant part of the deep river curling and squash club um and i feel like how how do you foster like this sense of community so well is there specific ways you know other than obviously what you already uh explained above but is there a way like with events or getting people together or any additional things that you do for that well we do actually uh have a significant number of rentals so we we make the ice available um for groups like uh, parties of, of, of uh, beavers or um, cubs, uh, the local town council has an annual uh, Christmas party with their staff and uh, they host that here at the curling club and they do a little bit of curling and, and have a dinner catered. Um, so we make the club available like that. And as well, we encourage people our Friday night social league in particular um, is, is a drop in sort of pay as you play uh, idea. So you can come in and you pay $10 and you can curl on Friday nights. And afterwards um, we open the bar and people can have a drink if they want and socialize. And we find that's a very, uh, a very good way for, to get members of the community to come out and uh, they don't have to commit to every Monday night or every Wednesday night they're curling, but they can come out whenever they want on a Friday night. Uh, we make up teams and, and put people out um, on the ice. So uh, we do provide a little bit of instruction with that as well. So um, that's one of the ways that we um, try to get the community involved and make people aware of, of our club. Yes, for sure. And honestly, I feel like those are great. You know, you're offering, you know, rentals, so different, you know, businesses, organizations in the community can kind of, you know, take advantage of having a night of curling, uh, which is great, as well as like you said, the drop in fee, you know, for those that don't want to commit, but also, you know, perhaps get a taste of curling. And who knows, sometimes, you know, those drop-ins end up turning into memberships. So it's just, you know, it's nice that there's different options to kind of bring the community in and kind of build that awareness for yourself and for your club. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, so even after over periods like at, at uh, during the Christmas season, we, we have, you know, three or four groups of people that typically every year maybe it's family coming to town who you know the the mom and dad live here but the kids have moved away but they come with their families for christmas 
and uh, we make the ice available for them to go out and, and play a casual game. Maybe they're a member of an uh, of a a club somewhere else, but they're they're in town and they want to get out on the ice. So um, you know, we make we make it available for them as well. Oh wow! Okay, well that's incredible. You know, I feel like you're doing a lot for the sense of community and getting people in, getting people learning. And, you know, you're offering also more than one sport, you know, it's, it's appealing for a lot of different audiences. That's very true. And, you know, squash is, is gone. Um, the number of people playing squash in Canada has gone down significantly in the last uh, 10 years. And we're trying to build that back up. Uh, I'll be very frank that we don't have a huge number of squash members right now. But uh, we continue to try and make the, the, the facility available and to encourage people to come out. Um, we run, uh, you know, open houses, uh, that type of thing, to let people come in and try the sports. Yeah, for sure, for sure. School program, same idea. Yeah, yeah, just getting people in so they can see what it's all about, right? Right. And yeah. now, do you have any events or any t upcoming initiatives or goals for the club um, going into the future or into next year? Well, our, our big event every year is, is our annual Invitational Bond Spiel. Um, and it's uh, typically between 24 and 32 teams. And they come from all over eastern Ontario. Oh, wow. And we have actually have some people that come back to town with their families to curl in the bonds build. Um, it's usually three games, uh, one Friday night, two on Saturday. And some teams, if they keep on winning, will go on to Sunday to the finals. We have a big barbecued steak dinner on Saturday night. That's held the uh, last weekend in February, the weekend after the family day weekend. Okay. The number of bonds builds like that in the province has gone down significantly in the last 10 years but our club has managed to maintain that uh interest and uh last year we had we had 24 teams wow and uh, the, the club was full um for that whole weekend so we're looking forward to uh hosting that this year and i think i already mentioned the the hospital deeper hospital yes foundation fundraiser that we're having we used to run a bonds build for the curl to cancer curl for cancer um, we haven't in the last couple of years, I think COVID kind of, um, put that off, but we were, we're investigating whether we can get something like that restarted in the club. Yeah. COVID made, you know what I mean? Changed a lot of things. And unfortunately some things, you know, were more difficult. Right. That's, that's for sure. But all the events that you've listed so far, no, they're really, really good. Like the bonds feel you were mentioning, like that's amazing. 22 to 24 teams. Like that's, that's really good for you guys. And now you did, that was at the end of February. Is that what you were saying? The weekend after? That's correct. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's, that's exciting for you guys um for the annual bond spiel i hope you guys get you know just the same amount or more teams that register and that you continue what you're doing uh for the community by offering you know curling and squash to everybody in the deep river community it's great what you guys are doing yeah well that's that thanks yes yes and last but not least i have one more question for you i would just love to know your story um and what fueled your passion for curling and squash 
Well, that's a that is a very interesting story. So <laughs> I'll tell you that I've curled here for 50 years. Oh wow! I came to Deep River in 1971, and I just fresh out of college. And the first winter, um, basically, I sat around. I was a golfer in the summer, and in the winter, uh, I sort of stopped playing hockey, and I didn't do very much all winter. And that spring, there was a uh, a bond spiel organized that was just a fun thing um, by local the local staff house club, and uh, I came out and uh, decided I wanted to uh, try it out. So I curled uh, with a gentleman who he and I still curl together today, fifty years later. Wow! That was the that was the start of my curling uh, curling life. Um, and I've curled basically every year since 1972 when I uh, came out to play in that that Bosfield. Um And I'm pleased to say that uh, my wife curled with me for a while. She doesn't curl anymore. My two daughters are members of the club and curl. My five grandchildren all curl. Uh, and I actually uh, had a highlight about five years ago. I took my two granddaughters, they were 10 and 15 at the time, and my eldest daughter, and we curled together in a bond field in Mattawa, and, uh, and we had a great weekend, and we won all three games. So uh, wow. I, have a, I have a long history uh, in the sport. I love curling. I'm very involved. I'm, uh, I curl competitively as well as recreationally, um, and I like teaching curling coaching teaching uh is a lot of fun oh i love that so much i feel like you know curling has you know it's it's fun the sport's fun but you know look how it's come across like it's gone through your whole family and it looks like you know it's bringing happiness to more than just yourself you know you get to instill those you know those exciting things that you're learning or that you've learned over the over the years uh to your children and to your grandchildren i absolutely love that yeah, no, that's been a, that's certainly uh, something that I really enjoyed about the sport. It is one of the things about a sport like curling that you can, you know, play with people of different age groups and uh, abilities. And uh, so that it, it's, uh, it's something that can, a wide range of people can participate in. Oh, yeah. And, and based on everything you've told me today, you know, I can really see that. And I and I love how inclusive the sport is, you know, to all ages and abilities and everything that you guys are doing right now. I love it. I love that you guys, you know, have some plans for next year and that you guys are working with the hospital to do that. And and everything you guys are doing with all your volunteers and all that exciting stuff that you mentioned, it's all great. And it was an absolute pleasure um, to talk to you today and learn more about the Deep River Curling and Squash Club. And again, thanks so much, Chris, for taking the time today to join me on the Ottawa Valley Sports Series podcast. Great. Thanks, Noel. I really enjoyed it. And uh, I wish you well with your series, ongoing series. I'll be certainly listening for it. Thank you. Thank you. And I just, I just had one more question just for those that are listening and wanting a bit more information, where can they find more information? Do you have a website or do you have? We do. We do have a website. It's uh, drcsc.ca. Okay, perfect. www.drcsc.ca.
We'll get you to our website and there's lots of information, contact information and information on what's going on in the club. Okay, perfect. Thank you so much, Chris. All right, great.